0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Returning to the Earth. I thank you for being you, I thank you for showing up, and whether it's your first episode or it's your 50th, I'm just grateful for your existence and for wanting to listen to me and acknowledge my words in general. Um, A lot of you guys message me and it makes my day every single time when I can make people feel less lonely. And that's why I try to be raw and authentic on this podcast and as things kind of shift with this podcast to the way that I wanted it to be in the beginning, um, I'm learning to embrace it all and I really want to spend more time making this a place of real growth, not just for the collective but for myself and it's a way of challenging and I've spoken about this in a couple episodes but I really have a hard time speaking up on some things and this is a form of shadow work for me if you know that coin term. seeing your shadow, feeling that shadow within you, that shame, that embarrassment, that place in which you could feel like is not enough or stupid or idiotic or too much or too little and fully embracing that shadow aspect of you and a shadow of mine that somewhere in between the timelines has begun for me speaking my authentic truth. And this podcast has become a form for me to speak about the real relations of my life, my existence, and so, yeah, I am constantly reminding myself that what is meant to be will be, who I'm meant to love I will love, who I'm meant to meet I will meet, who i meant to, and what I'm meant to have a connection with will be, and what will be is what will be, and if I don't reiterate that to myself, I could spiral for millennia, it feels like, to try to grasp things that could have, changed or been different if I just changed something or if I left sooner or if I loved differently or if I sat more boundaries or if I was more upfront, more confrontational or, you know, whatever, anything under the sun. And I'm realizing that all I have is the moment in which I can change. And um, I had this this point where I, I had this conversation with a person that I thought I really loved. Um, the more that I look at it, the more embarrassed I am over the situation. I don't even know if this person listens to my podcast anymore. Um, but I confess some feelings that I, I think was infatuation of projection and not so much of actual love, the more that I learn about what love is. Um, I could obviously have loved this person, but I didn't know this person well enough to have loved and felt like loss. And so um, I within this person's connection one of the last things that conversations that we had this person said often I like I, I shared a vulnerable piece they shared a vulnerable piece back and they're like even as I say this I feel pretty confused for myself and that never really anchored in when I first read it and it's been what like um I think that conversation was back in May maybe April so May June July August September October it's been five and a half months, maybe, um, and it's now anchored into me, and those small words have been revolutionary to where, I, to where and whether I, I perceive things in my life, um, and the way that I choose to take a stand for what I believe in, or the way that I, I love, and, um, and yeah, so anyhow, this episode is kind of an ode to a very cliche saying, and that is returning back to myself. Um, I didn't realize how much I lost myself in trying to prove to others how well I was doing. And I recently, wow, this is making me emotional. I recently made a, um, a little notes app note and posted that. And, um, it really sank in today where I was reminiscing about some emotions I shared and a lifetime it felt like ago that I shared with a human being that I really got hurt over. And, I have been trying so hard to change myself in order to prove to them that I'm better off without them, that I have been trying to change myself so much and forget everything that we shared together because all I can remember mostly is the hurt. And every time I try to think about the love, it hurts too much because I know that I can't let them back into my life, not for my boundaries. And what was really, really interesting is within that, sitting with that emotion, being like, I want so badly to see this, I so badly want to see this person's reaction to me thriving now. Me finally returning back to myself after I felt like they stripped a piece of me away, whether they knew what they were doing or not. But it's taken me months on months to finally realize and come back to myself in a way that I haven't been in so long. Um, after this very specific connection. I had no trust in myself. Um, I had, you know, no, I had very, very little love for myself. I was crying to one of my older sisters, which was really, really vulnerable for me because I felt like I never really had a connection with my family, um, and I was talking to her every day, being like, "I, I need you to tell me that I'm gonna be okay because I don't believe that I'm gonna be okay, and it was hard. And I don't know the other side of the person's, the way that they had handled everything. But after that, I was like, subconsciously, I was like, okay, I need to prove to this person whether they see my stuff or not, maybe one day they will, that they see that what they did towards me will never have held me back, whether they wanted that to happen or never wanted that to happen, but that I bloomed from it. And so I've been trying to prove to others that I'm blooming from this traumatic situation and my my feeling end but i'm not proving it to myself and again i'm starting to get emotional thinking about the ways i've abandoned myself trying to prove to others something that i don't even know what i was trying to prove i was just trying to prove that i can be better off without them um that shame on them for leaving me because i could have provided so much for you and i could have been so much more loving towards you And kind of like that analogy of, I'll dump more love into you for you to feel more love and then you'll change, but that's never going to happen. It happened the way that it happened because it needed to happen that way. And I loved and I lost and I lost and I grieved, and I mourned for months and I'm still, I feel like every single day I mourn because when you love somebody, pieces of them are scattered everywhere you look. Songs that you used to sing together, the smell of things, the taste of things, the, the touch of things, it's everywhere, and it's hard as hell to, to try to navigate that. And I even saw a little post on TikTok today about trying to get over a breakup with an avoidant attachment. And I knew before, it, it was, it's kind of cliche too, a lot of people are like, yeah, I could feel them pulling away. And in this connection, I felt them pulling away, but I did not want to admit that to myself. And a morning before the final breakup, Um, which happened later that afternoon I called uh, an old therapist situation of mine which was like a family friend who was very spiritually inclined and you know I knew that she was going to give me a very objective point of view and I said I'm terrified to go back inside to have this conversation because I know what the answer is going to be and I know how hard it's going to be for me to move on for me to build myself back up from here, what it's going to mean for me to do these things alone, and for what I have to do to be vulnerable towards my family, I'm gonna to have to go to therapy. I knew that after this, um, and all these things. And I was telling this objective therapy figure how scared I was to f- hear those final words. And I knew it uh, probably a week in advance intuitively, I knew that something was going to change, but I did not want to admit it to myself, and I would not let myself think it. I was like, no, that's not going to happen. I, I, This person used the words codependent and reliant against me, and so I don't like those words. Um, There's just such things as, as relationships in which you're young and you don't know any better, and that's where it kind of felt like is I was never told what a relationship should or shouldn't look like, and so a lot of behavior I kind of felt wasn't okay, but I accepted it thinking that, oh, this is just part of being in a relationship, but it made me not... I literally have a conversation with that same person being like I don't know I'm gonna be in a relationship with anybody else because this is hard and relationships should not be that hard if if you're not feeling heard or seen and so anyhow I'm finally trying to get to the point but this is an ode to me coming back to myself and it makes me emotional because I didn't even realize I had to say those words I preach you know taking care of myself and self-love and I would never say the words I'm stupid towards myself or anything like that but I really had very very low you know attention towards me where and that spaciousness that I created when I, I came to the conclusion earlier why do I want to prove to them the immediate opposite of that is what do I need to do to prove to myself and so about a week ago I picked up this book I went into Barnes Noble with my mom and um, I went to the self-help section first. I found a book about ADHD that I was trying to find by Gabor Mate if you're ADHD, ADD, sluggish cognitive tempo, um, even some autism spectrum. This is a great book in my opinion. So I went there, then I went over to the poetry section or maybe I went there first, I don't remember. and there was like in the beginning of the poetry section there's like a a forefront of the aisle to showcase some new poetry books and I looked at a really cool film one that I would that's my kind of poetry style that's excuse me that's like what I wanted to do and then there was um the one about Lana Del Rey's poetry and her art and some family connection to women in her life that was really really beautiful and then there was this book that was speaking to me as 2018 vibes like I read The Pillow Talk books and I read Sun Is Her Flowers And I was like, this is giving me very much that exact mix. And I didn't want to go back to freshman me because freshman me was incredibly hurt. And I was like, no, I don't want to do this. Um, So I skipped around the book, I went around the aisle, um, and then I came back to this place. And I was like, I feel like I need to pick up this book. So I picked up the book and I flipped to a page and it immediately spoke to me in the place that I was. that I didn't know this book contain the words I needed to hear. And it was back to the basic level of love yourself. The most cliche freaking saying ever is loving yourself. And I just wanna read some of that poetry with you. So every single time I start getting down in the dumps or I start to have an ADHD paralysis moment where I can't do anything else and I just freeze up, I just pick up this book or I'm trying to get into that habit. And as I say these things, again, I'm confused about what I'm even saying and my body's beginning to shake. And when my body shakes, it's me kind of releasing trauma and somatic healing, um, somatic touch, that is a form of releasing. And this is really, really beautiful to be capturing um, on this podcast. My voice might be a little bit shaky because my body is just like, I'm not even necessarily cold. It's just a lot. I'm allowing myself to hear out loud and I want to share with the collective of people that could be going through something similar or may in the future. And this is just You can come back to this episode and just be like, wow, I am not alone, that there's this person named Hallie, this being out of a billion people that went through something similar to me. Um, And I had a conversation with somebody and they're like, yeah, it's naive to think that you are the only person going through that thing that you're going through. And um, before I jump into it, a little bit more of a side note is the term loneliness we really think that we're the only lonely people at that point in time when there's probably one eighth of a billion people feeling the same loneliness at that exact same moment but we don't know how to look towards another lonely person and say hey what if we just keep each other company um so yeah but uh, i also didn't realize that extreme loneliness is a product of adhd as well um because we constantly rely on somebody else because I don't, it's like a separation in our brain as a child that if we just tune things out and we create our own worlds that it's much, much better. Um, and so part of that is human connection. And so I've always relied on human connection. Lately, my days have been more lonely where I'm not going to college or university. Um, I graduated high school back in February. And so I've had no real schedule with that. I've just been bouncing around, traveling, you know, doing little odd jobs and stuff like that and just, you know, getting by by the means that I can um, and just having fun with it. And within that, I spend a lot of days where my family's all busy and it's either I join them and I do something random or I sit in my thoughts. And that's become really, really hard as well, really seeing this pain that's in me that I've begun to become really, really good with feeling my pain. But the place in which the loneliness of feeling pain alone sucks because I've always been able to cry with somebody else or feel like I have in the past or just be like, hey, and I've had a, a lot of friends off that didn't really see me for me. And it's, it was just the end of our chapter and um, I needed to just end things. And so that's also lonely too, realizing I deserve better for the place and time that I'm at. And so choosing to become lonely as well is really rough. Um, I had a fun person tell me that, why don't you just start talking to yourself? Like they were like, just talk to yourself. I talk to myself and it doesn't have to be weird or like psychotic. It's just have a conversation with yourself out loud. Like and um, narrate when you're doing something. I'm picking up my yoga mat and I'm making my bed and I'm reading this book and this carpet feels so good. And narrate what you're doing to give yourself some stability of, you know, of um, closeness with something else, you know? And so yeah, uh, one last side note. Well, there's a lot of side notes. Um, Loneliness is a really funny thing because it makes us do fun things, especially as kids. When I was a kid, I didn't feel like I really got a lot of acknowledgement or validation. And so um, when I was lonely, I literally played cards with my dog. At the time, my dog's name was Gandhi. Um, he was a uh, something Ridgeback sweet old dude like I knew he had like two more years of his life and he would just lay there you know mope around with this old sweet squishy face and I would just put cards in front of him and I would be like okay point at a card and I'd have him like move his paw or, like I'd pick up his paw and, like kind of like set it where a card is and be like oh this card and then so we would play like Uno or we would play like some random card game like garbage if you know that like, card game um yeah it was great or even like go fish so we can really make means of things when we're lonely but it's, it's a really funny experience because we're lonely but there's probably an eighth of other people around this whole big world that are feeling the exact same things at that exact same moment so let's just jump into some poetry um, I don't know if I want to read some poetry that I've already read or experience some more poetry um, I'm going to experience some new poetry so bear with me if I have to reread something, um, so yeah. Worthy. I no longer make room for people who won't allow me to make room for myself. I'm deserving of space that doesn't come with resentment, attachment to it. Wait, yeah, resist resentment, attachment to it. <laughs> When i need it i'm deserving of the hiatus to recollect myself without it being held against me i'm allowed to breathe never let sadness build a permanent place in your heart allow sadness to visit allow sadness a temporary tour allow sadness to come by and give you a few lessons but never allow sadness to stay once you've felt everything it's had once you felt everything it's had to say and once it's taught you everything you need to know, leave the door open for happiness. Oh also, this book is called Flowers on the Moon by Billy Champ champanta. Cham wait. Chap Chapatta Chapata. Wait, yeah, Billy Chapata. There's no M. So yeah. Attachments. Attaching titles to connections won't give them more significance. Attaching titles to conversations won't prolong their longevity. Attaching titles to connections won't secure them. Attach honesty, transparency, and love to your connection. That's the energy they require. I hope. I hope you never let the fear of being alone keep you in a space where flowers never grow. There's nothing romantic about toxicity. Oh, my God, yeah. I have been starring some of these poems. So if I ever give this book to somebody, they're like, oh, highly connected with that one. But um, what's a really, really funny, not so funny thing that we do in society is we really romanticize um, the enemies to lovers type of situation, which in theory looks extremely romantic because at the end in a happy love story, they're together. And their meanness, they realize their softness and they come together. In real life, I've experienced it and it's not that great. Um, I've had guys literally bully me and be like, I'm flirting with you, what do you mean? I'm like, I feel like shit about myself now. Like that is not love. I've had also girls pick on me and then be like, yeah, I decided had a crush on you. I was like, well, that's not very much love, you know? Um, Loved me is making me feel safe, seen and heard. And so toxicity, we often see like um, the most cliche one ever, is probably the guy that drives the black Cadillac or the motorcycle and is an ass, just a complete ass. Um, like in movies, that's how it typically is. And then I, I've met people in person that do the, these exact two same things and they're the coolest people. But like in, in the movies, that's how they are. So I'm just trying to like paint a picture. Um, and they're toxic and, you know, in the movies, they probably grab a woman's ass and it's just like, hey lady like want to go on a date with me and she's like yeah and then he has no sense of boundaries he has no sense of actually wanting to open up and we we find it sexy and attractive to chase people men women anybody in between we find it i find myself i'll like somebody for the chase and then as soon as they like me back i will instantly get anxious and i'm like oh wait this could really be real but the chase feels good because it's toxic um so anyhow don't go for the toxic chase. It's never gonna get you anywhere good. I've, tr- I, I've been there, done that. Actually, I want you to live curiously through your own mistakes, but um, yeah, I just wouldn't recommend it if you are looking for advice. <laughs> Next one is within. When they try to tell you who you are, you don't have to give ears to their opinion. You don't have to give a beat to their melody. You don't have to give a voice to their language. Only you have the power to tell the world who you are. Yeah. I have a mic on and I have the burp and I'm trying so hard not to burp because I think it's going to be like way louder than usual. Never. Loyalty should never be safeguard. You are not obligated to tolerate what isn't good for just... for you. Whoa. Let me restart. Never. Loyalty... I and I literally have to get, like, a guider to read this. Loyalty should never be a safeguard. You are not obligated to tolerate what isn't good for you just because of how long you've been, just because of how long you've known someone or because of things you've experienced together. Loyalty should not be the excuse for the lack of accountability. Yes. I just had a conversation with somebody and I I set some boundaries and this person was just like, okay, I think, I just wish you luck on your journey and it hurt but I realized that this person couldn't see my emotions and my pain and I was just like yeah okay and that was that and it didn't have to be hard feelings it was just that was the end of our chapter and loyalty should never be the excuse for the lack of accountability I know some people that have been friends with people their whole life and they're shitty people and I'm like so why do you keep them around again? And they're like, I've known them for my whole life. How do I just get rid of them now? And it's like, they don't treat you well. They treat you like shit. And even from my point of view, that's unacceptable, you know? Um, So yeah, really look into that. If you've been friends with somebody for a really long time and they just, just because you've known them for so long and you have so many stories together, And I know that's scary to feel like you have to let go of those things, but if they can't take accountability for the way that they hurt you, then it might be time for you to move on. Tranquility. There is something about the things left unsaid that have a way of weighing down on your spirit. Make peace with the pieces that are still heavy on you and the ones that still linger, the ones that refuse to fade away, people, the past experiences. Make peace until you feel lighter. Soothing. Let the version of yourself that you were teach you. Let the version of yourself that you are currently comfort you. Let the version of yourself that you are becoming inspire you. You are the version of you that you need and needed to be in every phase of your journey. I saw another TikTok and it was like, yeah, it's great now putting all the energy into the future you. You know, you've made an accomplishment and now you're plugging and chugging forward saying, For instance, I want to go to the Swiss Alps. So you envision yourself being at the Swiss Alps and and putting all the energy into what you're gonna wear, what you're gonna smell like, what your scenery is gonna look like, who you'll be with, where you're gonna be staying, which is amazing, continue to do that. But if you're not honoring who you are today and how far she or he or they have gotten you, you're not honoring every version of you and they've gotten you somewhere. Be thankful for who you are today because tomorrow you will most likely be different you'll attain some level of knowledge that will completely change your perception on something even minuscule. Um, So yeah. That was beautiful. To whom this may concern, don't take my distance personally. I just want us both to bloom within our own spaces without imposing on each other's growth. Our energies will meet again soon. That one was painful to read. (laughs) That one was really painful to read. Rootless. Loving somebody who feels empty is a unique battle. It's like pouring water into a cup with holes on the bottom. No amount of love you show them can convince them of their wholeness unless they feel whole on their own. Some voids can only be filled by self. Yes. Um, I wanted to tap into something real quick. Um. If it comes back to me, I'll I'll go on that little tangent. Recreate yourself endlessly, shamelessly, recklessly. Recreate yourself over and over again. You are never the finished article and you never have to be. You are allowed to keep adding color to the canvas of possibilities that you are until you like what you see. Your intuition has been asking about you. Where have you been? Last thing I heard, it called a few times but you sent it straight to voicemail last thing i recall i sent you a message and you left it unread. your heart and your mind have sent a search party out for you because you have been missing lately you've been listening to every voice except for the one that speaks for you you've been digesting every vibration except for the ones that feed you you've been allowing every path except for the one that leads you back to yourself and for what reason Have you let the bad decisions you've made in the past taint the importance of the internal guide? Have you given up the trust in your internal signals because reception seems low whenever you need it the most? Or are you just used to ignoring internal energy because you've convinced yourself that your feelings are not important? Let go of reasons and allow intuition to be your voice of reason. Let the decisions you've made in the past allow you to grow into a person you need to be. And let your next decision be shaped by what is true to you. Come back home. Your intuition has been asking about you. That was a good one. That one's definitely cliche in my my brain, but a very very good reminder. That I'm like, yeah, definitely needed to hear that. Never compare your healing process with anybody else's. There is a beauty in your process that isn't meant to be replaced or. I found the ten percent, or. Replicated or an in, in, intimate in, animated, and in, whoa, emanate, animated, replicated, or I know the word I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> Let it play out the way that it should, no matter how hard it seems or how long it takes. Own your healing process, don't shy away from it. It will take a unique shape of its own. Allow it to, allow it to be magical, allow it to be bitter, allow it to be revealing, allow it to be sweet, allow it to be beautiful, by not comparing your healing process with anybody else's. When love isn't enough, never convince yourself that you aren't enough either. Some connections have expiration dates regardless of how hard you try to reserve them. Whoa, preserve them. The connections that have died and the connections you couldn't have have nothing to do with your worth. Yep. Knowing your own magic is enough. If you have to constantly convince them of your magic, they are not deserving of anything you have to offer. Yeah. I'm going to start that one because, uh, amen. Chapters. Sometimes happiness can't find us because we still have a few things to learn from sadness. Sometimes light doesn't appear because we still have a few things to understand about darkness. Your low part, your low, whoa, your, low your low points are not your end points, but only temporary phases. She chose happiness and it was the most beautiful fabric I've ever seen on her. Yes. Discernment. I started becoming more initial about my boundaries when I realized I was unintentionally inviting unwanted energies into my space, when I made peace with the realization that keeping certain people at a distance doesn't make you a bad person when your intentions are good. Lessons that solitude taught me. There's a certain intimacy in getting to know yourself that can be matched. Absorb these moments, swim in the solitude, come up for air whenever you need you can't really connect with anyone else unless you unless you've connected with yourself ascension you don't have to hold hands and dance with what you no longer identify with you will contradict yourself plenty of times before you stumble upon your truth and find what you truly resonate with yeah When, when was the last time you gave yourself all of you, the last time you gave yourself all of you without saving parts of yourself for the other people? When was the last time you were a little selfish selfish with the energy you give off so sparingly? When are you going to change that? Fulfillment. Any connection that requires you to drop your standards to meet the other person at their level is not worth your energy. You are deserving of connections that aid in your ascension instead of pulling you underneath the waves. A men. Atonement. There's some big words in here that I am learning. Slow down, breathe, forgive yourself. Every chance you can. Don't let one heavy day weigh you down for the rest of your life. There is much more magic in the days ahead. Be patient. Your blessings are on their way. What you want and where you want to be are taking time, but you don't see that you are slowly coming into your own. Softly, gently, immaculately, let it happen to you. Don't rush your maturation, your blooming, your process. Everything will happen in the time that it needs to. And that's kind of what I was talking about in the beginning, like if it will be, if it's meant to be, it will be. If I'm meant to know somebody, it will be. If I'm meant to love somebody, I will if i meant to walk across the street tomorrow and meet somebody with a bouquet of flowers, i meant to, you know? She's an ocean. On some days, floating in her mind is the most calming and peaceful thing you could ever experience. And on other days, she's hard to swim in. The waves that she gives off are strong, uncontrollable, and intense. But that's the beauty about her. You'll never come across a woman who is so raw, unfiltered, and unapologetic in a world full of facades and migraines. She remains soaked in her essence. She remains rooted in her truth no matter how others may feel about her. She remains close to home, even though her vibrations may shake other people's foundations. But she is an ocean. She's not meant to be controlled. She's just meant to be. Damn. Once you understand this, you have made one of the biggest steps in your healing. Old lovers are not enemies. Old lovers are teachers. Yes. Yep. Discovery. Never ignore your fears. There's a reason they exist. Find out why. Shine a flashlight through their existence. Ask them questions. When they started, why they started, how they started. Dig into the truth until you find gold. Explore a little deeper until you sense emancipation would love that word emancipation feels so much fun to say (laughs) sincerity i can hold you accountable and still love you you can hold me accountable and still love me this is real energy this is love yes darling you have been taught your whole life that carrying around pain requires strength what if i told you that finding the strength to let the pain go is where your true power lies Mm. The truth is, I don't believe that anyone can half-love you. They can take you for granted, but they can never half-love you. Because if they truly loved you, they would have never been able to half or quantify what they feel. It's either they love you or they don't. Well, I need to reread that. I don't believe that anyone can half-love you. They can take you for granted, but they could never half love you because if they truly loved you, they would never be able to half or quantify what they feel. It's either they love you or they don't. Wow, that—that's something. Okay, last two, and actually last one. Yeah. Gentle reminder: not everything that comes back to you is meant for you. Sometimes things come back as a reminder of just how good you were without them amen actually I have to read the other page because it's the other side so I can bookmark the other side (laughs) understand this energy don't keep me close keep me free this will always keep me closer to you than you could ever imagine yeah so thank you for coming to my poetry reading and thank you for being you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to my embodiment of new practice of love. And I hope that you choose to turn towards yourself today as well. And if you don't, please don't blame yourself. It's, we have constant things to learn and you're not a self-improvement project. Just go by what feels right today. And one day things will click into place. And the next things might fall apart a little bit to leave room for something new. Um, but yeah, I love you. And I'll talk to you again when I talk to you. Bye.